We are going to be talking about purpose today, and we're going to be discussing the purpose of this podcast and just some other little items that go along with that. So this is the Bill Sang Podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Walking down this crossroad, a guitar in my hand. All right, this is the Bill Sang Podcast. I am here with my wife, Melissa, today. And like I said, we're going to be talking about uh, the purpose, the purpose of this podcast, what I feel like is I'm trying to accomplish with this podcast. And I got my wife, Melissa, here along with me to kind of help me to unpack some things about uh, about what we're doing here. So, Melissa, how are you doing? Hi, it's good to be here. So, I'd like to start off by saying uh, we started this podcast, if I'm not mistaken, a year ago. I think that's when we did the first um, actual podcast. And I remember we talked an awful lot about purpose, actually. And um, when I think about the purpose of this podcast, I think about you know God calling us to fulfill certain tasks inside of our lives. And I really feel called myself to be someone who helps to uh, get people to read and love the Word of God and to live out the values that it teaches as well so that many people can come to know of Jesus Christ. And, and um, what I see happening today is somewhat disheartening in the regards that this, you know, this has been happening for a long time, that people have been drifting away from the church, people have been drifting away from God's Word. And what I would like to do is to be able to help people, help parents, help spouses, help kids to be able to become familiar with God's Word because uh, where our culture used to help in that regard, to teach people about who God is, uh, we don't do that so much anymore. And, and if parents don't do it, uh, if um, if the church doesn't do it, and if people aren't going to church, well, then uh, it's going to be awfully hard to get that message out. Melissa, what do you have to say? As a homeschool parent who went through the public school system, it is amazing to see that the um, information is out there about how the Bible relates to our life just in every way. And I know, amazingly, um, Bill sees that, and I never really saw that so much growing up there was such a divide between you know education and church you know you read the bible at home but it didn't have anything to do with our education and so um bill as he's studied over the years he's learned how it has so much to do with every part of life you know that god created so what i think that um, bill hopes to do is to help you to see that you can put God back into your whole life um, and reading the Bible, studying the Bible, studying other tools and books along the way um, also helps us to do that so that we're seeing the world the way that God wants us to see it. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point because I, I really feel like that our education system in the country has been hijacked um, in many ways by people that are of a godless mentality. I mean, uh, these past um, this past year or two, I think that it has been all the more evident um, as we have uh, seen parents actually have to fight with school boards um, over the curriculum inside of their school system. I mean, it's it's really remarkable when you think about it. I I remember Terry McAuliffe uh, actually made a really famous statement 
um, that made it clear that he did not see it as being uh, something that the te- that the parents should be allowed to determine uh, what books are used inside of their schools. And if, if they have no say, if parents have no say, then what do they get to teach the children? And the answer is whatever government officials deem fit or whatever bureaucrats deem fit. And um, frankly, uh, there's a lot of people that have ill intentions that have uh, that don't even really like kids to tell the truth about it that have gotten these positions of power and they really want to train the children to be little clones of themselves, not believing in God, not uh, believing in an orderly society, really nefarious stuff to tell the truth. Um, and it's really frightening to see what they want people to believe. Uh, when I think about these things, I, I also think about, my goodness, again, going to the past year or two, just uh, how much trust that we've lost for our institutions. I mean, you take, um, you know, for instance, uh, politics. <laughs> That's one that we've always trusted, right? We've always trusted our political system. Politicians always revered as the most honest people, but now we see them as being even less honest than what we previously thought. And uh, don't get me wrong, there are some really good politicians out there that are trying to do good things, that have done good things. But as a whole, it seems like most of the people that get into politics anymore are just in it for uh, to gain wealth, to manipulate people, to gain power. Um, you go into the medical community. My goodness, to see how many people in the medical community have denied people medications that they would have been able to get in the past only because they claim that it does not treat COVID-19. And therefore, people went without these vital medications that they needed uh, simply to appease some sort of an agenda. And on that note, um, in one of the projects I've been working on for a little while now, it started as a sermon series, now turning into a book, is actually called uh, just that. It's called Agenda. And what that's all about is um, the grander scheme of things, the big picture in what's really happening in our world and has been happening since the dawn of time. Namely, that God has a plan that is good, that he is working to accomplish. But then also, you have Satan on the other end, and he's trying to create chaos inside of this plan so that uh, so that God's plan does not come to fruition. And even so, uh, sort of the, the punchline of the entire book is that ultimately God's plan is still fulfilled because he's already figured in all of Satan's schemes uh, with the plan that he had from the very beginning. Um, part of Bill's purpose is to raise up people you know, that are on God's side. That's what we want to see for so many more people. Oh, absolutely. And that's something I, I really do hope to see uh, come to pass is, uh, you know, it's one thing to be able to teach these things and to be able to know these things. But what I would like to see more than anything else is to be able to impart them to other people that then also are able to teach them to other people so that, uh, you know, that, that's what our culture really needs is just people to be informed and to understand God's word and to know um, his goodness and to know his good plan and know his good intentions and to truly grasp what it is um, that, that he intends for our lives 
what a godly society looks like. You know, one of the things that we I, I talked about a fair amount this past year is the idea of justice. What is justice? And there's you know competing views of what justice looks like. Is justice about equity in terms of a socioeconomic sense, or is justice really about uh, making things right when a crime is committed? And I, I think that that goes without saying for those of you who are listening. Um, what the real definition of justice is. And yet there is a lot of confusion about uh, how to interpret justice, about how to deem whether a culture or society is just or not. And I, I think that it's based on awful... There's just so much confusion inside of our language right now. Sometimes you feel like you're living in Babel. You're, you're saying one thing, the person you're talking to is saying what sounds like the exact same thing, but what you're really talking about are two exact opposite things almost. And so uh, it's so important to understand terminology um, and it's important to be able to grasp the world from a biblical perspective because that way even when the wrong language is used, you still have an idea of how to see things, of how to uh, react and how to behave as a result. And as I said that um, I really want to see people... I, I really want to be able to teach people so that they're able to teach people as well. And I've been very fortunate in my life to be able to have teachers that have been able to give me knowledge and wisdom, to be able to help me to uh, discern between what is true and what is false. And I have to say, I'm reading a book right now, actually, by John Cooper. Uh, you might recognize that name. He is the lead singer for Skillet. Um, great band. Uh, I love their music, and a lot of that is worldview-based, and they indeed are Christians as well. So you can hear lots of Christian uh, imagery, symbolism, and direct references to Christianity inside of their music. Um, very unique group. Uh, and John Cooper wrote a book called Awake and Alive to the Truth. And I tell you, there's not many people that resonate with me as well as what John Cooper does in terms of his worldview uh, and I highly encourage you to get his book, Awaken Alive to the Truth, uh, because inside of it, he talks about lots of the culturally relevant issues that, um, that Christians get confused about, but also that people get confused about as it relates to their view of Christianity. Um, for instance, the chapter I just finished, leave, uh, just finished reading has to do about... Uh, You've probably heard it said, God is love. And indeed, that's actually a biblical truth that God is love. What John Cooper makes clear, though, is love is not God. So God is love, but love is not God. And he goes on to explain how viewing love as God is detrimental to society. And yet there are lots of people who would say that they are Christians that worship the idea of love but aren't actually worshiping God. In other words, the idea of feeling um, good about yourself and the feeling, feeling, having good and kind feelings towards other people takes priority over truth, over uh, holiness, over righteousness. Um, in fact, he cites some pretty uh, startling examples of people that, uh, that again, I said that call themselves Christians, but they're living their lives in ways that are totally contrary to Christianity because uh, they think their highest priority is to love themselves. 
So again, uh, that's not the only topic inside of the book. He's pretty deep theologically. I'm really, really impressed with his knowledge of the Bible, with his knowledge of theology. He has all sorts of citations, even from uh, the Institutes of the Christian Religion uh, by John Calvin. So, I mean, he's a, he's a pretty deep thinker when it comes to uh, the faith. Uh, so highly, highly encourage you to uh, read his book, uh, Awake and Alive to the Truth. And again, that's by John Cooper. And uh, yeah, I just really feel like he's a kindred spirit in that regard. And uh, I look forward to reading more of his book and hopefully future titles as well. And mentioning about books, again, I mentioned about Agenda. I mentioned about Awake and Alive to the Truth. And uh, Melissa and I, we are in the process of editing a book that is just so close to being done. It is called Celebration of Marriage, and it actually is based on a sermon series that I did last year of the same title. It's also called Celebration of Marriage. And uh, I'm hoping to get it out this month in February, which would be very timely because it's around the same time of Valentine's Day. I'm hoping to have it out by Valentine's Day. We'll see how that all plays out and uh, that way you can share with your spouse and so it's it's really looking good right now i'm really excited about this book uh, but also i want to encourage you to continue tuning into our podcast because i believe that we need resources like this to stay in touch uh, with people who think the same way you know it's one of the things i've been thinking about an awful lot lately is uh, the emphasis that i've heard in public speaking and in giving sermons about application and why I say that's so fascinating is sometimes I believe that the best application that we can actually get out of a message of any sort is the encouragement to stay rooted in the Word of God and to stay in contact, in connection, uh, in fellowship with other believers who think similarly as we do. Because the Bible says to be of one mind. Well, you can't be of one mind with other believers if you're not around other believers, and if you are around other believers, but they all think things that are way out there, well, you're not edifying yourself, or you're not edifying them either. Instead, it's going to be constant battling back and forth, and you're going to end up questioning your faith and your beliefs more so than helping out anybody else. In fact, I think it's with other believers that have like minds as we do that we are strengthened, we are encouraged, and able to help out those who might need a little bit of help theologically or with their worldview or with holy living even, knowing how to react and respond to the different issues and uh, challenges of our day. So once again, I'm here with my wife, Melissa. My name is Bill Sang. This is the Bill Sang Podcast. Once again, I encourage you to like, share, and subscribe. Black Swamp Blues take me home Black Swamp Blues take me home